The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement? How long before yeah. a wedding should I send How out many save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to players. check Find email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Core Web Vitals Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day discussing what you need to know to utilize Google's Core Web Vitals metrics. Joining us for Core Web Vitals Week is both Kathy Brown and Carl Kleinschmidt, who are senior SEO consultants for Search Metrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data driven decisions. So far this week, Kathy, Carl, and I have talked about how to make the business case for implementing changes related to core web vitals. And today we're going to talk about LCP, the largest contentful paint, and how you can diagnose and implement changes related to that core web vital. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the second installment of Core Web Vitals Week with Kathy Brown and Carl Kleinschmidt, Senior SEO Consultants for Search Metrics. Kathy, Carl, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for having us back. Excited to be here. Excited to have you both back. Excited to talk a little more about Core Web Vitals. Yesterday, we basically covered the ground that Core Web Vitals are coming and that they're going to be a big deal. Google gave us a year notice telling us that these are the metrics that they're looking at to evaluate your page experience. And today we're going to dig into the first of our core web vitals, which is LCP, largest contentful paint. Kathy, let's start off with you. Tell me what the heck LCP is. Largest contentful paint. Yes, I know it's a bit of a mouthful, but what it really means is the amount of time before you see something meaningful on the page. And that's often an image, although not always. So just picture yourself, you're on your phone and you've just uh, clicked on a link to go to a site and you're waiting and you're waiting and you can't see anything. What's taking so long? 
that's the problem Google wants to solve with measuring LCP and setting thresholds for it is that you want either an image or a paragraph or whatever the LCP is to appear within a reasonable time frame so the user doesn't abandon the page. So I think the big question here is what does Google consider to be something that is meaningful? Is this basically the race to see who can get their logo on the page fastest? No, it's not exactly that. It's often an image. So you can imagine you come to a web page and maybe you're looking at a product and there's a picture of the product. The LCP is often that image because it's the most meaningful element. Now, that's not always true. Both Carl and I have seen examples where it's picked something else than the image. And usually that has to do with loading sequences. Like, for example, I was looking at a site the other day and the LCP was actually the initial paragraph that appears on the page. And the reason why Google picked it is because the actual image was loading a lot later. And Google just picked the first meaningful thing it saw load on the page. So I guess the question is, how do you know what the LCP is? How do you know what the meaningful thing on the page is that you should be optimizing for? Right, because what you think it should be may not be what Google thinks it is. I would have assumed it was always, hey, you got to put your logo there first so people know what the domain they're landing on is. And then all the rest of the content is whatever else it is. Apparently it can be whatever. Right. Well, I think the key is in the largest contentful page. So a logo is usually putting quite small and in the corner. So it's really more about whatever the element on that page kind of forming what that page is about. But fortunately, one way to see what the LCP is, is you can go into Chrome DevTools under performance, and then I believe it's timings. And there's a little icon that you can mouse over and it will show you exactly what element on the page is the LCP. So talk to me about diagnosing problems with your LCP. First, you have to figure out what Google considers to be the notable part of the page that they're using to rank your page with this metric. Once you figure out what it is, how do you start to play around with it and hopefully get it to perform better, faster, stronger? The thing is that it's not one answer. So a slow SCP could be caused by slow loading resources, such as your images. So if you have images that have not been optimized, you're scaling them down with your HTML so that really huge images are coming over the wire and then you're scaling them down. That's likely to cause problems with LCP. But there's plenty of sites out there that have done all the right things with their images. They've optimized them. They're not scaling them. They've even deferred images that appear below the fold. They may be even using an image CDN and they're still having LCP problems. So the next thing you really have to look at is what's happening on the page before it paints the LCP. And one typical culprit is that you have a lot of JavaScript or styles that are blocking the page from rendering. So Carl, what do you think are some of the other culprits that are causing delays in LCP? The biggest thing is when Google selects the LCP that you don't want it. What I have seen cause large LCPs, even though everything is loading relatively quickly, the process is basically that Google will take a snapshot at some point and then look at the mobile viewport and look what is the largest element at that point. And if that element then moves or gets repainted, the LCP timer gets reset. So what can happen is 
even though you really quickly loaded the large image that you want to be the LCP within the time frame, if you then repaint that image or it moves enough that Google considers it to have moved, the timer resets, even if that's happened 12 seconds after the image initially loaded. So it's really important to use tools like Chrome DevTools or PageSpeed Insights to look at what is Google choosing as the LCP? Is that what you expect Google to choose as the LCP? And if not, try to figure out why is Google choosing that element as the LCP and try to convince Google that the LCP that you want it to be is the correct LCP by loading it earlier and preventing repaints and preventing moving of the element. Yeah, I've definitely seen some problems with sliders, for example, where it almost like you would get a different LCP value every time you ran the Chrome DevTools because the slider would just be in a different phase of its sliding. Yeah, the most extreme cases I've seen is when websites first load, for instance, footer information. For some reason, in their page load, a paragraph in the footer loads first, and that's when Google looks at it in the mobile viewport and chooses that as the LCP. Obviously, as the rest of the page loads, that element is going to move a lot. Therefore, if your page doesn't finish loading till 12 seconds and the last element in the footer is your chosen LCP, you're going to get an LCP of 12 seconds, even though the head image finished loading in two seconds. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So I think that from a diagnosis perspective, you can use various tools that you mentioned, Chrome Dev Tools and PageSpeed Insights to try to understand what your LCP is, but understand that sometimes this is a moving target. This is something that you're going to have to be analyzing more than once. It's not a static definition for a page. When you discover that you're having LCP problems, what are some of the things you can do and how do you implement changes that are going to help you resolve them? I think the biggest thing is make sure you don't repaint. If you go into Google Performance Timeline, you can see repaints. If you look at the timeline in PageSpeed Insights, you can also see when there are significant shifts 
in the screen grabs that Google captures. If you see repaints there, try to avoid those and then prevent your elements from moving. We've seen a lot of things, for instance, where you load that big, nice image early and fast, and then five seconds into the load, you have a banner drop down, and the entire image moves down the size of the banner, and that counts as enough of a movement that your LCP resets. So removing banners or loading banners actually at the same time as the LCP will often also fix your LCP scores. I'm curious to know, why are page repaints bad? Isn't that just Google basically saying, hey, we're going to reinvestigate what the page is, potentially reset what the LCP is, but why is that a bad thing? So it's not Google repainting, it's your website repainting. So basically, when you're repainting, often you're wanting to add things to an image or making sure it's in the correct position. You can see the paints very nicely in the Chrome dev timeline. So those are significant enough for Google to consider that you repaint it and therefore it resets your LCP score. Right. So it's your page repainting, not Google as they're scrolling through the page. Yeah. Just to follow on what Carl said, I mean, I saw an example where an ad was being designated the LCP and that ad wasn't even supposed to appear above the fold. And it had everything to do with the repaint scenario that Carl was talking about. So the ad would appear, it would be tagged as the LCP, it got pushed down, and then the LCP setting was reset. So it ended up with a very slow LCP and not even the right choice of the LCP because the ad was never supposed to appear above the fold. So these are just things to avoid. I mean, you might not be able to avoid repaints, but you do want to avoid repainting kind of the significant part of your web page. It's not great for the user, and it certainly can cause you to have scores that you're not going to be happy about. So Carl, help me understand, how do you avoid being reactive when you're analyzing your LCP? Obviously, the environment that you're testing in isn't always a static one. There's a difference in desktop page performance as opposed to something on a 3G-enabled mobile phone. How do you start to think about testing in an environment that allows you to understand how Google is going to think about what your performance for LCP is? So Google has actually done a great job of giving us the necessary tools for that. So the Lighthouse tool, which is what runs the PageSpeed Insights, gives you what we call lab and field data. So lab is we're going to simulate a very specific environment. If you scroll all the way down, it will tell you what that environment is. I believe the default is mobile phone 3G with 4X or 8X memory throttling. And then the field data is what are people actually experiencing? So what is the average of all the people that go to this page or similar pages if there isn't enough traffic? What are the scores that they're getting? So that's the difference between field and lab. If you see a significant difference between your field and your lab data for LCP, you have a whole new diagnostic problem that you need to address, which is why are people that are going to your page having a different experience than the Lighthouse bot? Most of the time, especially for bigger sites, there are pop-ups, drop-downs, logged in versus not logged in. So look very carefully at what the difference is. And if you have the possibility to, 
try to simulate the field data via either URL parameters or anything like that and run that through the PageSpeed Insights tool because that will give you a lot better insight into what you need to fix in order to get your field data. Because although I don't believe Google has officially announced this, I am making the assumption that they're going to use field data as the ranking factor because that's what we're seeing in Web Search Console. So even if you have a perfect lab score, if people are having a bad field experience, your ranking is going to drop. Yeah, and this point, just wanting to mention that Google Search Console is using the field data. And there's a wonderful Google Data Studio report. If you go to the web.dev website, there is links to it. It's basically a template that fills in nicely for you if you provide the domain of your website. And it gives you the field data metrics for the core web vitals, as well as some other metrics in a very pretty format that really shows you whether you're improving your performance in the field or whether you're slipping, because it gives you um, not only the, the most recent month, but it gives you a couple of months before that. So I would urge everybody to kind of take advantage of these tools. They're also great when you're talking to less technical people, because then you can kind of show them a visual picture of the problems that you're seeing. Ooh, man, LCP, find your LCP, figure out if it's loading fast enough, figuring out if it's painted just one time, multiple times. Are you using field data? Are you using lab data? No wonder Google gave us a year to figure this stuff out. <laughs> and that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Kathy Brown and Carl Kleinschmidt, who are senior SEO consultants at Searchmetrics. Join us again tomorrow when Kathy, Carl, and I discuss FID, first input delay, and how you diagnose and implement changes surrounding that metric. If you're interested in contacting Kathy or Carl, you can find links to their LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact Kathy on Twitter. Her handle is Kathy Alice, K-A-T-H-Y-A-L-I-C-E, or you could visit her personal website, which is webenzo.com, W-E-B-E-N-S-O.com. Or you can contact Carl. His Twitter handle is mastermind1429, and his personal website is carlkleinschmidt.com. K-A-R-L-K-L-E-I-N-S-C-H-M-I-D-T.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. 
Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.